Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We're always honored that we can come across your airwaves. Thanks for tuning us in. Thanks for being with us. We were just kind of laughing at one of the episodes that we had put out there last week, and it's always fun when you can smile. And with me, as always, my <laughs> friend, my co-host, uh, Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, Doug. It's good to be with you this morning. Yeah, just uh, just catching everybody up. So uh, what's up with you? Wow, well... Life continues to move, so we are um, in school, and I should say the kids are in school. I'm in school, just a different kind of school. God keeps keeps teaching and keeps making you learn new things. So, um, but yeah, we're doing well. The Lord's been so good to us. Well, that's great. Same here. Was out had my six at six walk this morning, and uh, boy, the rain came down just a little bit. It was like it was like cooling water from heaven. So I just kept on going, and then that last quarter mile, uh, it started coming down. But I still had a quarter mile to get home, so I was able to finish it this morning. So I'm thankful. But I was thinking as I went around this morning, I was I was just thinking about where my heart is now uh, and where my heart should be. I'm, I'm starting mm. to, you know, I think the difference, and I know we're getting ready to get into this whole big study on narcissists and things like that. And I think there's a big difference. And this one big difference that keeps on coming back to my mind is a normal person looks at themselves first. They say, mm. you know, what did I do wrong? You know, why are mm-hmm. things messing up around me? Could this be me? Uh, yeah. A narcissist, and, and we all have moments, you know, so, yeah. uh, but a narcissist yep. always looks at others and, hey, what can I accuse them of, you know? Yep. And so as I was out there walking this morning, I was thinking of that and, you know, you can always, I mean, that's just kind of like this fail proof, I think, a litmus test, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it's almost like you can say to a narcissist, good morning, how you doing? And if they say, well, you know, I'm just not feeling a great, got some things I got to work on. A narcissist would say, well, you know, these people mess me over. I mean, but I was thinking about this this morning. I yeah. said, man, that's, isn't that so true? I want to always look it inward. Is. Yeah. And so we've been looking yeah. at these virtues, these army virtues, these army values. And so, so far we've covered these words last week of loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service and honor and today we cover integrity and and boy integrity is a pretty big word isn't it uh, it is integrity has an awful lot to say about who you are as an individual and what you provide what is your value integrity is somebody who looks inward you know yeah. getting back to what i was just saying if you have integrity you always stop and say hey do i have some of the blame here Mm-hmm. Is, this, is this something that I'm doing wrong? And, and so integrity looks inward, I believe. And he that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that preserveth his ways shall be known. 
And I think uh, better is a poor that walketh in uprightness, which we know is integrity, than he that is perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Boy, in that example of things <laughs> we've been through right there. Mm, you know, in- sure. integrity matters. Uprightness matters. Doing the right thing matters. Looking at a situation and looking inwardly uh, before you look outwardly for blame matters. And, uh, mm. and I think that's what we're looking at here, Stephanie. Integrity matters. Yes. Well, and <clears throat> if you do not have your integrity, you do not have honor. Yeah. You do not have all these other things. Integrity is kind of like um, I've been going through the Christian armor with the kids in my Bible class. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a frog that's sitting in my throat. It's been there. He's been there all morning. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. trying to get out. Um, but it's kind of like the belt of truth. Um. In the Christian armor, so much rests on it. And if you are not someone, integrity is it says, I'm not going to lie. I am going to take personal responsibility. I'm going to, um, I'm going to choose to do what's right, come what may. Yeah. And that sometimes that sounds really brave and it sounds really courageous, but sometimes that's really hard because that can mean having to do what the apostles did when they stood before the religious leaders and said, we, we have to obey God rather than men. It means making tough calls sometimes if we really are going to be men of integrity. I remember um, years ago it being demanded of me that I lie, just point blank lie. It was demanded that I do that mm. by a supposed spiritual leader. And I remember being so repulsed by it because it was just kind of like, you've got to be kidding me. Here you are the pastor of this church and you self-proclaim yourself, you know, to be this man of God. And you're demanding that I lie for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There is no integrity in that. Yeah. And integrity wants the truth. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. And, uh, I mean, what do you do when something like that happens? What if someone else is going through what you went through? What would you tell them? Well, first of all, get away from people like that. However, you have to because they will destroy your mind. Um, But you have to choose the tough thing. You have to choose to do the right thing. Um, You know, it's, it's... it's a sick world we live in when supposed Christians demand deception or demand dishonesty or demand yeah. that you even lie to yourself to make them feel better about themselves. Yeah. That's not in scripture. And so don't let them get in your head, which normally means you have to completely separate from them or put up massive boundaries around yourself or your kids or whatever to protect them because that kind of person, Satan will use them to destroy you if you do not. Yeah. Take those measures. Well, and, and, and folks, I think this is another place that we come to. This is another one of those intersections that we come to in life. And we mm-hmm. have to make, the, and you make an integrity, you know, decisions all the time. And, you know, the antonym or the opposite of integrity we know is dishonesty. So integrity is mm-hmm. like, it's honesty 
squared. It's honesty with action involved with it. It's always doing the Mm -hmm. right thing. It's pushing out there. So if you look at the antonym or the opposite of that, you know, all of a sudden we're sitting on top of dishonesty. And, you know, there's this one verse, I think that wraps this up the best, but it's uh, Proverbs 11, 13, 11, three, I'm sorry. I have it circled in my Bible when we went through that uh, a couple months ago, but it says the integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of the transgressors shall destroy them. And we're seeing that Uh, Stephanie we're seeing that play out right now we are uh we are seeing that play out in life and 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 let me tell you something folks and I think you know we we forget sometimes you know we forget uh, just what God expects from us those expectations and you know honesty is is where it's at integrity is where it's at you know you want to have uh the kind of life that brings honor and glory to god it there's no dishonesty involved there's no Mm -hmm. white lies there's no not saying something omission you know Mm -hmm. is uh, malicious and compliance we talked about that so so if you omit well i don't know or you just walk away and don't say anything that's just like lying so that's an integrity problem as well so i so i say to to you all be careful with this stuff. Be very careful. Yeah. And uh, let's have that kind of integrity that brings honor and glory to God. And I know most of you listening will, and that's really important. And I think, Stephanie, we got time to run over to our verse now before we have to go to our commercial break. We're in the 24th proverb. We're on verse number 10. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. It's like, it's like we pick out these army words, but we really didn't. We just grabbed the army values, but it was, it was like we picked them to go with the verses yes. we've been covering. <laughs> and, and that idea is, uh, you know, if you faint, if you, if you, if you yeah. quit, if you lay down on the job, if when trouble comes, when adversity comes, that's a test. I think it's a trial from God. And I think sometimes the results of the trial, they're not for God. God knows the results. The results are for us. Hey, you got a trial that came along and integrity matters and doing the right thing matters. And, uh, and, and then it goes on and it, it, it talks about that person, Stephanie, if you look at the end, it says thy strength is small. And, uh, if you faint, boy, if you lay down and give up, your strength is small. When adversity comes, you got a couple options. Integrity has got to be there. And, uh, I don't know. What are you thinking, Stephanie? I think you're spot on. Um, there's, there's an, a real, um, there's a real list that comes to mind when I read this verse, because this, this verse involves courage. It involves, um, integrity. It involves honor. It involves a supernatural enablement, um, that we can't get from ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think of Isaiah forty thirty one. That says, but they that wait upon the Lord yeah, praise shall God. renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The, the supernatural enablement that God gives to someone when they are in that day of adversity and they make that choice, God, I'm looking to you. I'm waiting on you. I'm going to keep running the race, looking to you as the author and finisher of my faith. Um and understanding that, you know, I think there's a lot of people that have big talk, but yeah. then when the rubber meets the road, um, they don't carry the big stick. <laughs> no, Teddy no. Roosevelt used to talk about, yeah. and this person, this person who keeps going 
in the day of adversity doesn't doesn't just wither away or throw in the towel that person is 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 living out what they say um and there's a sense in which faith is so intricately involved in this because without faith it's impossible to please god so um there's a lot there's a lot of punch packed here <laughs> yeah no, there is. It's an awful lot to look at. And, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to run over and uh, let these radio stations do what they have to do. But we'll be right back with you. Stick with us. Well, it's great to have you back with us. I think Stephanie's right there with this, and, and God's reminding us if you faint, if you give up when adversity comes, your strength is small. But here's the great thing. So God's telling us that not, that, not that we curl up and totally give up and say, man, I'm a weakling, my strength is small. No, God's telling us that so that we get on the stick and we get things right. And so that's where we are. And I appreciate what Stephanie was just talking about there. We have a responsibility. This is about integrity. I, I really feel like that verse fit right in really well. Now we're uh, in verses 11 and 12. It says, if thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death and those that are ready to be slain, if thou sayest, behold, we knew it not, doth not he that pondereth the heart, consider it and be keepeth thy soul, doth not he know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? And, you know, I get there right now, and we got this idea that we need to deliver these people that are heading toward destruction and heading toward mm -hmm. slaughter or near death. And, and uh, um, you know, again, I think this these verses are really pointing to, you know, we need to help people. We can see their deeds. We can see their messing up. We can see the heading toward slaughter. And, uh, and we need to help to deliver them. We need to, uh, you know, we need to, we need to make sure that we, that as they're getting closer to death, they matter to us. You know, so many yeah. people are letting people spin out of control and be slain and, and go down the wrong road. And, and here's, here's God's inspired word saying, Hey, stop that. Slow down, man. Let's help these people. Let's go out and grab these yeah. people who are ready to be slain. Let's go out and grab these people whose lives are upside down. Let's throw some help at these people. And, and again, Stephanie, we're looking at more integrity, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Making a difference. Um, I think there's a sense in which I think of almost the story of the Good Samaritan where oh, that yeah. guy's wounded along the side of the road and clearly needed help, clearly was hurting. And the priest who should have cared for the needs, you know, the priest was supposed to represent God as the shepherd. Yeah. He walks by and doesn't doesn't even try to help the the Levite walks by again all these religious people who can say all the right things but they don't really care and then the then the Samaritan comes by and he's the one and God noticed that. Yeah. Um it made an it made a difference on that man's life, the one who had been attacked and robbed. Um but that story is what comes to mind when I read this of making a difference in the life of someone who's at at their end and coming in and making a difference in their lives. And, um, I mean, I think of you and Debbie with me, um, and the Hicks, 
um, people that have done that for me when I've been at rock bottom. Um, it's a real thing. Those, those are the people that you bond with for the rest of your life because they weren't just there when times were good, you know, Debbie was here to save my life a couple weeks ago. You know, they're the people that are there for the tough times and, um, yeah, they change your life forever. Yeah. You know, you have to make a decision what you're going to be. And I, I've reminded, and I hate saying things over and over. There's certain things we always say over and over again, and this is one of them. And, uh, but you, your ministry begins the day you get saved. And I know we've said that a hundred times on this show and there's a reason for it. And it's the recognition, I think it's the recognition that God did something miraculous for us. He, he saved us from the pits of hell, but he did more than that. He's, his Holy Spirit indwells within us. And so now, Stephanie, he's given us an opportunity uh, to help those people on the road to destruction, to help those people. You know, we can see them. We see them stumbling. And sometimes you can't help people. You can go to people and say, hey, you messed up. Watch out. You're going to fall off a cliff. Don't do this. You know, it's as clear to us as the day is long. We, we've been at camp with people that we know are going the wrong way, and, and we try to get to them. And we've seen a lot of people help greatly. But every once in a while, someone will slip away. And, and sadly, we, you know, we'll get the news that they you know, the terrible separations, you know, uh, out there involved, all these things going bad. And, and so I think Stephanie, you know, we have to look at ourselves every day and say, can we make a difference for God today? I think somewhere mm-hmm. having integrity, being saved, having everything that God has done for us, can our smile make a difference? Can helping somebody up can, you know, I, I was at Starbucks a couple of weeks ago and people in front of me paid for my drink you know? And, um, so I paid for the people behind me's drink. Now my drink was five seventy five, and people behind me was twenty thirty one. I thought that was kind of a bad deal, but I did it anyway <laughs> to keep passing forward. But you know, that person who paid for my drink ahead of me, they changed my life that morning that someone would care enough to pay for my drink, you know? Yeah. And, and, and sometimes I've had people come up to me where uh, I remember I was having a really a particularly bad day one time and I was sitting at the doctor's office and it wasn't over, you know, hey, Doug, you're going to die. You got this irrevocable, irreversible uh, thing. But I was just sitting there and, and tears were in my eyes and it wasn't even because of the doctor's appointment. I was just, you know, I'm, I'm an empathy, emotional type of human being. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that. And sometimes I, I try to go toward the people who aren't that way sometimes to suck some good <laughs> stuff out of them, you know, but. <laughs> Anyway, I remember I was sitting there, I was just wiping my eyes. I actually think it was the day my mom had died and I realized it sitting there. And, Mm. you know, it was the anniversary of her, well, the day she was more alive than ever I should write. But I'll never forget this lady came out from behind the counter. She says, everything all right? Can I get you a cup of coffee? You know, can I talk to you? And, and, you know, I wasn't weeping. I wasn't, I just wiped a couple tears from my eyes, but you know, sometimes paying attention, no one's ever given me a cup of coffee in the doctor's office before, but that lady did. And, and nobody's ever come over and asked me, are you all right? I mean, I want to be that person. I want to be the person that makes a difference. I want to do it today. And I want to do it every day. I mean, you know, ways we can do that, Stephanie, how do we, I mean, you got eight kids, you got screaming kids, you got wild worlds going on in your life all the time. It's like the wild kingdom in your house, but how do you, how do you squeeze in? Yeah. It used to be a TV show when I was younger, they'd have lions tackling each other and stuff, but how do you squeeze in people? <laughs> 
That's a funny question. Um, I think it totally has to do with where your priorities are. Um, if people are your priorities, you will make time for them. It's not, um, there are certain people that, yes, you have to make a conscious decision. I'm going to reach out to them. Um, but if God's taught me anything over the last 20 years, it is that people are what matter. Yeah. And when we get to heaven, yes, we have to live life. There's things we have to do um, that are just nasty. I am, I am an anti-paperwork person. I just, I would much prefer for me personally, I would much prefer spending time with people, um, investing in them, whether it's, I love to bake and, and cook. So I would much rather be baking and cooking food for my kids or for somebody at church or whatever. I would much rather be doing that than doing paperwork, but sometimes paperwork has to get done. And so, um, the last, this week I've been trying to catch up on some things that way. And it's not fun. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's almost flipped because I have to make myself do that stuff. Um, but people, it, it all has to do with priorities and no paperwork has to happen. I never want it to be consuming because when I get to heaven someday, yes, if I'm doing it for the glory of God, then it's a good thing. But when I get to heaven, God's first question out of, uh, you know, to me is not going to be, why didn't you spend more time on paperwork? When we all, oh, I can't When we say. get to heaven, it's going to be the souls that are around us, the people whose lives we impacted. But well, we still have, yeah, we still have the administrative piece, but you're right. Squeezing that all together, you know, we still have the rules of the taxes and all the craziness we got to do for our yep. government. We still have the We still work. have to live. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, we need to make time to take time for people. Does that yeah. make sense? We just got to make yes. it, just squeeze in that extra five minutes at Kroger or that extra minute at Starbucks or you know, I was in a doctor's office the other day and, and I just randomly asked this woman if she was all right. She noticed that I had written down minister as one of my jobs, retired military slash minister. And she started asking me questions about going through a miscarriage. And I gave her our song, Greater Than You, and helped Aww. her find it on YouTube. But she came out from behind the counter and hugged me. And uh, But I had to take time to make time. I was running late that yeah. day. I was coming home that day to do podcasts uh, with Stephanie. But I made a decision that I had to give her five minutes. I had to give mm -hmm. her 10 minutes and tell her some websites, tell her our podcast. But we make decisions and we squeeze them in. Well, anyway, folks, listen, we love you guys. Now, remember to go out to Camp Joy. Make sure you come to camp with us September 12th through 16th. There's still time. Be part of that. I promise you, uh, uh, you'll, you'll love that you came out there. We've never had anybody come there and say, man, I wish I hadn't come there. So we look forward to seeing you out there. If we can do anything to help you, find us at Helpful Wounded Spirits. Write me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We'd love to talk to you about some initiatives and things we got going and ultimately where we're going with the retreat and everything we got going on. So get a hold of us. Hey, we'll talk to you real soon. Don't forget, wear that smile that only God can give you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. 
It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.